Welcome to the 412 Canada podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is Kim Hutchins and at 412 we're equipping the church for greater influence through serving. 412 is a ministry of Faith Baptist Church in Huntsville, Ontario. We're so excited to be able to continue to equip you through our podcast and today it is my privilege to have Joanna LaFleur join us again. Joanna is a speaker, podcaster, TV host, communications consultant, and she's been helping the church communicate the best news in the world for over 15 years. You can catch her interviews with Christian creatives and communicators on the Word Made Digital podcast, her communications training on the Word Made Digital tutorials, and her Bible teaching on the national TV show, See, Hear, Love. In this episode, we're going to chat about the future church. Welcome, Joanna. Thanks. <laughs> Another deep topic. This will be fun. This will be fun. <laughs> oh, I love having you here. We can dive into who knows where the conversation will go. <laughs> well, I think neither of us know yet know. because it's the future. Nobody right. can quite predict it. Which is perfect. <laughs> oh, so in the meantime, um, let's just talk a little bit about Pearl. <laughs> Pearl the pug. Okay. Okay. So Pearl is now over a year old. I know. Wow. She's grown. Yes. Um, yeah. So Pearl the pug is my adorable little dog. Yeah. And um, I will say that one thing about her is that she has won over some people who are anti-dog. Hey. Because she is very sweet, actually. She is, she's a yeah. nice she's a nice personality. Yeah. I mean, if you don't like the look of a pug, she at least has a nice personality. <laughs> and so, for example, my mother had yeah. over the years had a few bad experiences with dogs that I think dogs, right, are so good at reading your body language. Oh, yeah. So then it became um, a self-fulfilling prophecy where mm -hmm. because she'd been bit a couple times, um, it basically made her really anxious, nervous. Her body language was saying, like, I'm stressed. Yeah, and so the then, dogs picked that then up. So then every oh, time yes. she met dogs, she was giving them that experience. Oh, and then it would only make dogs be nervous, stressed, yeah. or ang like it would it would only make her have more bad experiences with oh, dogs because no. they were reading her ne her negative energy. Yeah. <laughs> and so long story short, um, my little dog is really the first in the family, like my extended mm. family, nobody's had dogs. And so... I've always wanted one. I finally got one. And it wasn't just the pandemic. I had determined before that yeah, it was going to be. Yeah, you had pre-planned. Pre-planned. It just happened to be the perfect time, really, to train a dog. Mm -hmm. But anyways, my mom has got this, like, bond with Aww. my dog. And so now I've noticed she has, like, a really cool thing happening with other dogs where, okay. like, they're so much more positive towards her because oh. she knows how to carry herself more. Yes. She knows how to interact better with a dog. Mm -hmm. And so it's actually made her not scared of dogs, Yeah, which That's has been amazing. kind of a, a cool thing Aww. about my dog's a therapy That's dog. That's right. Your is dog basically... is amazing. Your dog evangelizes and disciples. Well, and... she's also oh man. So I have this podcast, and yes. and that's the, the challenges of working at home. The future church, if right. some of it's this online thing, uh, you know, the classic thing is like dogs barking on your Zoom calls. I and know stuff. it's happened to me numerous times. Right, and so I was interviewing for the podcast this Canadian Indigenous leader, and yeah. this was like such an honor to interview him. We were talking about yeah. storytelling and what we can learn from Indigenous story practice. How do you okay. tell a good story? Right, and there's so much to learn there. Yeah. And, and anyways, right up your alley. well, <laughs> unfortunately though, the dog. I thought usually when I'm doing podcasting, I get the dog like someone 
takes my dog for the day and I yeah. do my podcast recording. Um, but in this case, I didn't have anyone. Oh, the no. dog was there and she, I guess she just wanted to go outside or she was like incessant and, and she'd figured out how to get in the room. I'd oh, closed her no. out of the room and <laughs> she was running around and I just had to stop in the middle and apologize to this this man I, and like the dog I'm and I'm putting myself on mute while he's speaking but I have to get off mute yes. for my questions yes. and anyways oh, no. I felt like you know you're I'm like this is an important person and my dog is barking throughout our whole conversation so right but isn't that what other people are experiencing too right yeah, now right everyone has dogs barking in the background yeah. or things breaking or crashing I know. <laughs> kids I mean kids coming in and out and oh. at least we have a lot of um grace for each other, I yes. hope, because it's yeah. happening to everybody. Yeah. yeah. Which kind of leads into, so the future of church, right? Yeah. And grace, and where are we going? What do you think? <laughs> well, the big, the big headline is we're all trying to find our way. Yeah. And I, I have a feeling that um, a lot of <laughs> a lot of the next couple of years is going to be an experiment for churches, yeah. trying to figure out what works. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm working with one church that has like a large historic building in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, you know, very costly downtown land. And, yeah. And they're saying like, we're not going to go all online. Like we have this huge asset, yes. which is our building. Yeah. What could we reimagine to do with it? Mm. You That's know, a good question, right? If what the sanctuary do? isn't going to be full, full every Sunday because people are online or doing other things now, what can we do with our building? And, mm -hmm. you know, it's so I, I hope people are kind of asking those questions, but yeah. we are trying to figure it out. Yeah. And it seems like we're in this hybrid reality that yeah. we're going to have to figure out this. We're on like all, like, as I've said in a, a previous uh, episode with you, digital first, but not digital only. Right. That the yeah. first place people probably will interact with our church communities is going to be online. Mm -hmm. And then from there, there's also then these things we can do in person that can never be replaced by yeah. online communities. And that's true, right? It's important yeah. to remember that. Yeah. And that yeah. there are people who, um, of course, are desperate to be in person again. Um, some have already begun to meet in person mm -hmm. and some are still, you know, figuring that out. And also there's some who are like, actually that online thing worked for me or actually this church thing not going anymore. That worked for me. I'm just not coming back ever wow. to anything. Yeah. So we're going to find a, kind of be finding our way. But mm -hmm. um, I, I think we have to just like learn from each other yeah. as we go. Yeah. So what do you think we can learn from churches in other parts of the world? that are growing and thriving. Right. right? Well, I think um, as the Canadian and the North America, the Western church is just on this decline mm -hmm. ramp mm -hmm. um, because, uh, because of lots of things, yeah. complex issues like science and our historic and problems and injustices the church has done to other yeah. people and you know many other things, uh, life, sin, yeah. etc. Um, there are places that the church is growing, thriving, full of young people, full of all generations of yeah. people and figuring out how to do this. You know, mm -hmm. obviously a lot of those places are persecuted places. I know. And yet they're growing. Right. Right. And so maybe we aren't experiencing persecution. Mm -hmm. um, maybe some people feel that they are, but I don't think that we are. <laughs> uh, and we really, I mean, not when you compare it to what no. these people are going yeah. through. And, um, so like, how is this house church model working? Yeah. Like, how is it that we can have 
you know, millions of people coming to Christ in China. Obviously, there are, it's a huge population, mm-hmm. but even percentage-wise. Yes. What, yeah, what is happening right. in this home church model mm-hmm. that seems to be working? Mm-hmm. It seems to be a way that people are finding hope, yeah. finding truth, um, discovering um, like a, a whole a whole world that they didn't know in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that they're bold in their faith and they're sharing it with others. Mm-hmm. I, I'm curious about like, the global south in general, like what's happening in the Af- the African continent, what's happening in mm-hmm. South America, there are there really some amazing things going on for church, and I do think we need to pay attention to it because, like whatever we've been doing hasn't really worked. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we see the fruit changed, of it. The fruit of it yeah. is that that it well we're getting less fruit. Yes. So, so something um, needs to be pruned. Yeah. Or yeah. change. And right? that's not always a bad thing, you know, being. It feels like it. It's horrible in the moment. It's so hard. You know, yeah. I um, I hate to give up something that we've been doing forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, y- you know, I I think of of things like um, just paying attention to not just what the global church is doing, but what are people saying? Why have they left? Mm-hmm. Um, and or why do they not even want to come in the first place? Right. Um, are we listening? Yeah. Um, because there are are things that we haven't done well. Mm. And actually not just that, we have harmed people mm-hmm. um, in some cases, and we need to reckon with that. Mm-hmm. You know, in Canada, the the more recent issues, just like going through all these residential schools yeah. and realizing that there are like the bodies of children, mm-hmm. unidentified, unmarked, hundreds and hundreds, I think we'll discover thousands Yeah, um, that are church-run schools. Right. And we might say, oh, it's the Catholic Church, it's the Anglican, you know, it's some other kind of church. But mm-hmm. for the people in our country, they just see the it's church. just the church. Yeah, to so them why it doesn't would, matter. Yeah, why would they ever want to come? Yeah. Like, we've done, like, we've done horrifying things. Yeah. And so we need to reckon with that. And yeah. and um, I don't have the answers to how to do that. I would want I was to say, do you have a how to? Well, but we want but, to build trust, yeah. right? You want to acknowledge so that people know that we acknowledge right. it. We're not blind to what has happened. Yeah. We're not ignoring things. Yeah. Well, I, one one young young woman who's maybe about twenty four, twenty five. She mm-hmm. she'd grown up in church. She's a uh, an Asian Canadian young woman and has so been a minority in a predominantly white church mm-hmm. through her whole life. And, and she just sort of said, you know, it, I don't think any of us will come back if the church isn't able to reckon with how much they have hurt so many people. Mm. Um, if you have to acknowledge this, at least like, again, like name, acknowledge, try and seek some forgiveness, yeah. reconciliation, whatever that may be, but even at the base, just like acknowledging that it's happened and talk yeah. about how you're going to do differently. That's, you know, the core of it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's such a broken trust because of that. Like what's, it's yeah. so, you know, that we would be, that like we're told that they would know us by our love. Yeah. But if you ask most people, what is the church known for? Yeah. That's not the thing that they would say. No. And so um, we need to the future of that. the church yeah. is the history of the church. The future yeah. of the church is... Uh, love. <laughs> yeah. The future, if we want to have a future, we have to be more like Jesus. Right. And even thinking about the next generation, like yeah. what are some things that maybe we need to change to reach them? Yeah. Right. 
Um, well, some, I mean, some, some stuff beyond like, so there's justice issues that they want to talk about, address, have, they have do. space yeah, for. They do, yeah, they want to dive into those issues, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and um, have the church acknowledge in a meaningful way. Mm -hmm. um, but I also think things like having to come at a set time and place is uh, less normal for them. Um, yeah. And so having, like, there are things they have to do. With it. So, like, if you got to get yeah. on a train, oh, the yeah. train is at this time and place. Yeah. So they're not completely unaware <laughs> of it. But but that having having program ministry stuff that's available at other times, not just that Sunday morning time mm -hmm. slot, having things that are accessible uh, on demand or as yeah. they are able, you know, having someone they can be messaging, uh, you know, about a, about a pastoral need at a random time of the mm -hmm. day. Not that they necessarily, that might be a recipe for burnout. People are thinking like, now I have to be available all the time. I don't, right. I no. mean, building a system, yeah, yeah, system, building a system and... that allows for people to have contact with you. Yeah. Um, through digital sources. That also opens up a variety of ways to serve yeah. in different capacities. Yes. Right? There's so much. Yes, because then you can serve at different times, yes. not just Sunday morning. That's right? it. What do you think about that? Well, I think one of the things, um, it opens up all kinds of places and times to serve, but it mm. also opens up skill sets that we may yeah. not have realized that we needed. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, people who have anything you know, technical, even like I'm literally thinking like IT coders, yeah. all this kind of like when has the church asked for that kind of help before? But actually, we like desperately we really need, need it, it right now. It's yeah. a huge thing. It's a huge thing, and <laughs> and I I hope that people would be encouraged that their skill set, their gifting, the way they think, mm -hmm. there is a space for it. There's a place there for is. it in the church. Yeah, and that's really exciting actually that that we can all come and bring what we have mm -hmm. and serve. And it doesn't have to be like, well, I could never do this on a Sunday morning at 9 a.m. It's just yeah. never going to work for me and my family. Well, here's like all these other things that now have opened up that you oh, might be I able know, to get involved right? in. You can do that. And I think yeah. as leaders, you need to just be willing to try these things, right? And do them at a different time and, and then to train people yeah. in a unique way so they can use their skills. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And I think it's so good uh, to start building into the next generation. Yeah. Right? We just, we need to keep moving forward. But things are going to be different yes. than how they have been. But engaging right? yeah. young people as soon as possible in the things that they're interested in. Yeah. I mean, where did I start doing communications was in youth group in grade nine. Yeah. I was figuring out how to communicate news and information and mm -hmm. film videos for the youth group and. This was, which would have been so different. Uh, well, than this was the way we do it now. I right? was in I was in high school in the early two thousands. Yeah. So it um, it was twenty years ago, and um, yeah, and that's where I realized what I love to do, and now I get to do it as a mm -hmm. career. But I learned it in the church, and there's so much opportunity for us to engage young people at that level yeah. in a way that will stick with them mm -hmm. as disciples for their life. Yeah, and even just technology. I want to speak to that for a minute and the serving opportunities, like. That has come a long way, and do you see that continuing to grow? Yeah, well, and, and if they don't already have, if people don't already have a skill, especially if they're a mm -hmm. younger person, they might want to learn a skill they don't have yet mm -hmm. for their resume even. Yeah. Um, there's something, it doesn't have to be completely self-serving, but but I mean, <laughs> I mean that there's things that somebody might want to learn because 
if they know how to use a camera, it would help them in other parts of their life. If they know how to do audio and lighting and, yeah. you know, figuring out, you know, live streaming and all the kind of stuff. You're an asset now to an employer. Yeah. Um, so I think there are like a lot of opportunities, let alone people who already have some of those skills. Mm -hmm. You don't realize that what you've learned to do in Zoom in the last year and hosting Zoom is actually now applicable to hosting a church, a church event. Right. Because <laughs> they're yeah, on the same platform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and what is one thing for those that are joining us that you could say to encourage them to serve, maybe and try a new area or yeah. just those as they think about change and where we're going? Yeah. Well, I would say thinking <laughs> what, you know, thinking about what is working somewhere else and it may not be in our culture yeah. and saying like, they're like predominantly volunteer led ministries around the world. What's, yes. What are they, what kind of skills are, what they, are they using? Doing? What yeah. are they doing? Yeah. And, um, you know, seeing something in someone, invite them in. People often don't see it in themselves. You got to tap them on the shoulder and mm -hmm. say, I see this in you. Why don't you come try it? Just try it, you know, yeah. for two weeks yeah. <laughs> and then really see how good. it goes. Yeah. Um, I think those short term commitments might lead to a longer term commitment mm -hmm. if they didn't feel trapped in like I committed to a year. Uh, yeah. They only said I'm committed to a few weeks to try it out. Yeah, and I think yeah, that. just in general that that um, we need to have some creative solutions for how to reach the next generation. So listening to the next generation mm -hmm. for those creative solutions, and then you know supporting them in ways that we can to make that possible. Yeah, if they have an idea, how can we support them in making it come yeah. to life? That's so good. There are so many great things that you just said that I think will be great for those that are joining us to take. And just try out, right? And look at with their team, you know, how can we change yeah. things? How can we encourage? How can we find new people and encourage them to try this? So, again, Joanna, I love chatting with you. Yeah, it's same. So it's so much fun. fun. We always have a great time and yeah. get into some deep discussions. But it's so good and it's so encouraging. So, again, thank you so much for being here and joining thank us. Thank you. Uh, it's so fun. Uh, I have missed, like, being in person yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I love it whenever you're here. So thank you. Stop by any time. <laughs> well, for those joining us, I hope that you enjoyed what Joanne had to say. There's links available in our show notes. If you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, remember to subscribe on your podcast app. And for those watching the video edition, subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you don't miss an episode. Also, hop into the discussion by following us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at 412Canada. Looking forward to next time. Thanks for joining us.